Well, if the truckers of Canada and the Patriot Convoy have taught us anything, it's time that we are infinitely more powerful when we stick together. The same goes for supporting businesses that believe in the United States of America and our right to live free. So that's why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian and conservative cell phone provider, and I want you to do the same. They offer broad nationwide coverage, and in fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers. So what do you do? You get the same great nationwide coverage, plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting your right to free speech. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. What do you do? You go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO, and you get free activation with promo code POSO. Veterans and first responders, by the way, you save even more money to so make the switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. Stop giving your money to people who hate you. You go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO. Again, patriotmobile.com slash POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Turning Point USA Human Events Daily. Today's top stories. First, a ground update in Ukraine as the war there enters day 20. Believe it or not, we are almost three weeks into this thing. Next, an update. What's going on in the oil markets? What's going on abroad from India to Venezuela and Iran? Of course, we're going to talk about this deal where the talks are. Third, the EEU and China are talking about developing a draft international financial system as a parallel to the SWIFT system. No one else is talking about this. We'll give you the information. And finally, China is imposing new lockdowns amid a COVID surge in Southern China to include Shenzhen and Hong Kong. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. What's the end game? Well, the end game is really a question for President Putin. We have, we have completely crushed his economy. Uh, we have provided military assistance, humanitarian assistance to the Ukrainians, enabling them to fight back for far longer uh, than the Russian leadership uh, anticipated. Uh, and again, he has, to, uh, he has to determine what the path forward looks for, like for him. Thanks, everyone. The war in Ukraine, day 20 update. What's going on on the ground? What is ground truth? We'll give this to you again. This comes from the Institute for the Study of War. The encirclement of Kiev is nearing completion. We're also seeing now videos of the Chechens led by Ramzan Kadyrov. They are headed as well into there, as well as uh, elements of the Wagner Group, which is essentially Russia's uh, Russia's Blackwater there, private military contractors, the mercenary group that works directly for the state. From ISW, Russian forces conducted limited attacks northwest of Kiev. They attempted to bridge the Irpin River. They did not conduct defensive operations east of Kiev and continue to prioritize improving logistics and reinforcing combat units. They're strengthening their lines as the encirclement continues, and they're really putting Kiev into this siege type of situation. The continued ability of uh, Ukrainian forces to carry out counterattacks around Kharkiv indicates um, that Russian forces are unlikely to successfully bypass the city from the south. So it looks like Russian forces are still fighting within that city of Kharkiv. Uh, Russian and proxy forces continue to achieve a territorial gains in Donetsk Oblast, 
um, after the initial week. Ukrainian forces also halted resumed Russian attacks from Kherson towards Mykolaiv and Kriviri on March 14th. Russia will likely deploy small units of Syrian fighters to Ukraine within the week as confirmed to have deployed, as I mentioned before, the private military forces. A lot of these Syrian fighters, by the way, that have been that have been agreeing to come up to, or to Ukraine to fight for Russia, they're actually Christian fighters that are coming to, up to support because they are pledging support for Russia in response and as a, essentially a way to pay them back for helping them to defeat ISIS and fight Al-Qaeda out of their lands in Idlib, in places like Aleppo in Syria. And so there's a lot of very complicated issues there. In fact, I was actually just watching the news this morning you know, scrolling through Telegram channels. When I say watching the news, you know, I do it a little bit differently than my dad does. Um, you know, I'm looking at Telegram. I'm looking at what's going on in language. We're going to um, various Twitter lists that I have built out. And there was a huge rally that was actually held right in downtown Damascus for, you know, a sort of a pro-Russia, pro-Syria rally that was held. Lots of flags, you know, pictures of Assad, pictures of Putin. So people need to understand that this is not seen as unpopular in some parts of the world. And there are people that want to come in. Why? Because this administration and this president and a long succession of these presidents, right, neoliberals and neoconservatives, they've united the world in a sense. They've united the world against the United States. They've united the world against us. They did promise to unite the world, but they're doing so in a way where we're the bad guy. We are, quote unquote, the evil empire in their eyes. And they're the ones who are picking away now at the scraps. They are the ones that see us as overextended. They see us as heavily in debt. They see us as weak, certainly with this president at the helm. They see us as weak. That's why you're seeing places like Iran kick off right now. That's why you're seeing these massive cyber attacks on Israel, uh, this, the attack on what we're told was next to the US consulate in Erbil in Northern Iraq from Northern area of Fatah 110 ballistic missiles out of Iran. Understand we're in a very dangerous time right now in our country. And there was this, there was this, this uh, narrative that was being pushed by US officials saying that um, Russia needed military equipment from China, yet China and Russia both denied this thing. So believe it when I see it, like anything else that comes out of Ukraine guys, I always say, give it the 24-hour rule. But understand, the situation for Ukraine and the government there is very dire. Zelensky and everybody else need to start to realize that the best way out of this is a diplomatic solution. Come to terms, immediate ceasefire, and certainly, by the way, as Tulsi Gabbard has stated, let's get a ceasefire around these bio-research facilities, laboratories, whatever you want to call them. I don't want to make semantic arguments, but let's get a ceasefire around them, bring in international investigators, and clean up whatever is there on the ground and keep people safe. So we went skiing this last week up in Pennsylvania in the Poconos, and it was our last you know, chance to really get up, hit the slopes before winter ended. And, you know, we try to go once a year this year, we've been pretty busy, but we ended up going. And I tell you what, I went skiing and I ended up wearing my undertax while I was skiing. Let me tell you something. I know undertax, yes, they're a sponsor. They're the only boxers endorsed by me, but let me just say skiing up there in my undertax, it was comfortable. It was supportive. It was one of the best ski experiences I had. And I did it all thanks 
to Undertack. We were doing Black Diamonds, we were doing you name it, all up there and Undertack the entire time. It was it was perfect. So what is what is Undertack? What's what are they so you know so great about? These are the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. They have a quick release for quick draw, a secret pocket for the extra wide waistband for cash or tactical necessities, a material that is antibacterial, anti-pilling, and more moisture wicking so that I stay fresh and dry all day. Undertack is durable, fade resistant, shrink resistant, and ultra lightweight, and almost 30% less than the competition. Part of the reason why they're so amazing is that they are literally battle tested by United States Special Forces. Undertech is the only brand that is unapologetically pro-America, pro-military, and pro-2A. So you go to getundertack.com. That's G-E-T-U-N-D-E-R-T-A-C.com right now. And you save 20% off your offer with the promo code POSO20. That's POSO20. So on top of it being a superior product for less, you can save an additional 20%. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. That's getundertack.com, promo code POSO20. So as I've said before, a lot of this comes down to energy politics and pipeline politics. What is going on in the world markets for energy? Now you may have noticed there were a few headlines out there that the price of oil was actually dropping yesterday. Why did this happen? Why did this occur? Right, we'll explain. The price of oil is based predominantly on the futures market. Right? There's a lot more that goes into it than that, obviously. But what we're seeing right now isn't so much what the price of a barrel costs today in terms of the actual <clears throat> expenses of getting it out of the ground, getting it to market, uh, shipping it, processing it, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. It's based on what people in the market, speculators, think it will be six months from now, eight months from now, 10 months from now, a year from now. Well, one of those speculations just came out yesterday because there's news of a report now, we talked about this last week, about the Biden administration sending a team down to Caracas, Venezuela to go talk to the gangsters of Caracas, the Maduro regime. And what does it say? And it's from Zero Hedge, we got the article. Oil drops on report that Chevron, of course, owned by Venezuela, to start trading Venezuelan oil and that the U.S. will relax sanctions. Oil, which tumbled below $100 amid speculation that a Ukrainian ceasefire is imminent, uh, even though it may not be, and that Chinese oil demand will collapse due to the Shenzhen lockdown, yeah, probably not again, dropped over a dollar moments ago when Reuters reported that a new source of oil may be about to emerge. Venezuela, which like Russia, is currently sanctioned by the United States, but may not be for long. According to Reuters, who cited three people familiar with the situation, Chevron is preparing to take operational control of its joint ventures in Venezuela if Washington relaxes sanctions on Caracas to boost crude supplies after banning Russian oil imports. The United States oil major has begun assembling a trading team to market oil from Venezuela as a first step. And if U.S. approvals are received, Chevron aims to expand its role to the four joint ventures it shares with the state-run company PDVSA. The Biden administration, which is desperate to procure oil from any source, even Venezuela, if it means lower gas prices, has said that any new authorizations will depend on Maduro taking further political steps, such as releasing more jailed Americans, setting a firm date for negotiations, et cetera, et cetera. While the date has not been set for any authorization, Chevron has begun preparations 
for employees to get Venezuelan visas in Aruba ready to head to Caracas if the U.S. Treasury eases the restrictions. Now, these are the types of moves that you would expect to see if Venezuela is going to come back online for gas. That doesn't necessarily mean that the oil will be shipped to the United States, and Jen Psaki was saying that that's probably not being talked about right now. I wouldn't be so sure about that, but it's also very similar to what they're trying to do with the Iran deal is they're trying to get more oil to the market from foreign countries. Why from foreign countries? Because they don't want the United States to be energy independent. Understand that energy independence is the opposite of the petrodollar system. For the petrodollar system to work, oil and gas need to be traded on the global market using the US dollar as the reserve currency, using the US dollar as your token of barter, your token of trade, right? As long as those transactions are being done in the US dollar, there will always be a demand internationally for the US dollar, and that will keep the value of the dollar up. Therefore, you can't have one or the other, right? You either have a strong US dollar because of the system that we've set up, or you can have a strong energy independence. They're actually in tension with one another. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't quite understand, that we have this financial system that is completely at odds with US energy independence. We talked about this a little bit last week, but the way to understand it is, yes, the US dollar is no longer backed by gold, but in many ways, right, even though it's not direct and certainly not stated, the US dollar is backed by oil as long as foreign transactions are being made in US dollars. Of course, nobody explains this to you and nobody ever tells you that's how the system works. But since we're talking about oil and we're talking about the energy markets and how this is so important, a new deal also might be signed between Russia and India. Today, the West is trying to chastise the world's largest democracy, India, and sermonizing that this is the stand India should take and that is the stand India should take. And I'd like to tell you, we have taken a stand. We are not going to fight a battle with Russia. That is a Western creation. This is a creation of the West. We are abstaining. We did not cause this war, Sean. We did not cause this war, and we will look out for ourselves. Now, India, of course, has been doing their best to balance out the situation. Remember, India is a major trading ally of Russia. Right? Again, they're also part of this Eurasian landmass, right? That's, that's your Southern Asia. So India's major adversary is China. However, China and Russia are partners on many, many things. So what's Russia trying to do? They're trying to balance out India and China. Russia also knows that if they want to keep China at bay, a strong India is a great way to do that. So India is considering, as from the hill.com, considering a Russian offer to buy crude and other commodities at discount prices a week after the U.S. banned all Russian energy imports. India is the, the world's third largest oil consumer importer of one of the few countries not to condemn Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, currently imports 80% of its oil, but only about 2 to 3% from Russia. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, the parallel economy is being built, and it's being built around the United States and without it. So we just got out of the bomb cyclone this past weekend, right? I was up in Pennsylvania with the kids. We had the bomb cyclone. This thing was horrendous. We talked about it yesterday. But we were so happy that we were traveling with 
our MyPillow travel pack, and that when we got home to Washington, D.C., that we had all of our MyPillow stuff there. So what do you do? You go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO, the power of promo code POSO. And I saw people saying yesterday, they're like, they're like, but POSO, how can you, how can you sleep? When there's so much going on in the world, when there's so much happening, there's so much going on out there, I say, well, number one, I always pray. I put my faith in God, not in man. That's number one. And number two, it all begins with the greatest sleep system that money can buy and the best night's sleep in the whole wide world from MyPillow.com promo code POSO. It's as simple as that, folks. It's as simple as that. Look, if you want to support us, you want to support the program, go to MyPillow.com slash POSO. You go support them. You support our advertisers. That keeps the lights on. That keeps us in business. That keeps us able to give you this news every day. And we really appreciate it. So thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Now, going into this next story, nobody is going to be talking about this one today. We're going to talk about it. The EEU and China are working together to draft an independent monetary and financial system. And it's amazing because the only place that, and I actually, the, the team spent all last night trying to dig in this story. We only were able to find sources on it in, out of Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, of course, is part of the EU, this Eurasian Economic Union, um, which is basically an answer to the European Union, certainly not as strong as the European Union, but it is an economic block that's been built as a response to the EU. And certainly um, one of the end game goals, one of the end goals for the war in Ukraine is probably that Russia will argue that Ukraine should be part of this EU. What they're doing, and so I want you guys to understand, not, we're not just going to give you the information of what's happening on the ground today. We're going to talk to you about what's going to happen in three weeks. We're going to talk to you about what's going to happen in three months, perhaps even in three years. The Eurasian Economic Union and China are working together to develop a draft of an independent international monetary and financial system. The Eurasian Economic Commission reported that the system will presumably be based on a new interna international currency, which will be taken as an index of the national currencies of the member countries and the prices of exchange-traded commodities. The first step is expected to be presented for discussion by the end of March. This is coming up very, very fast. Uh, let's see. Sergei Gazlayev says, who is the minister in charge of integration and macroeconomics, stated that given the common challenges and risks associated with the global economic slowdown, and the restrictive measures against the EEU and Chinese states, our country should step up practical cooperation, both at the level of regular export dialogues and in form of joint measures and projects. Understand where this is going. Understand how to put your financial well-being ahead of all of this. That's where we're going this. You have to have your family set up right. We have to have our country set up right. They are taking steps to integrate, whether you want to call it the global south, whether you want to call it the east, right? They're creating a parallel economy, and it is now being backstopped and underwritten completely by China. And Russia wants to bring Ukraine along with them into this new, you can't really call it a global order because it does, it certainly is international, but it's not global because it is separate from the Davos, London, Wall Street, Washington, DC axis. This is a new power structure, a new global financial market that they're setting up outside of the SWIFT system. So one belt, one road, the Belt and Road Initiative, 
Um, the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they have been talking about this for years. And understand, by the way, and we talked about it yesterday, the role of central bank digital currency and crypto is going to play in all of this. They have commodities. We need to be smart and start developing our own commodities and our own resources if we are going to play in this new world, because that's the problem with all of this. These other countries, all these people, Xi, Putin, the rest of them, they play to win. Us, all we do is play. Folks, you need to understand what point in the movie you are in. Throughout the um, more than two years of fighting the epidemic, the Hong Kong SAL government has put in all the necessary resources and efforts in order to keep Hong Kong people safe. And we did achieve that objective of keeping Hong Kong people safe until we were hard hit by the fifth wave arisen from a highly transmissible Omicron. The most uh, saddening part of it is vaccination. We have spent over one year to promote or encourage to coerce uh, people to take the jab. But unfortunately, the entire society, partly because of the low uh, infection rate in the last year or so, and partly because of anxiety and worries and so on, that uh, we have not uh, this, uh, achieved this high rate of vaccination, especially amongst the elderly. Uh, particularly amongst elderly in elderly homes. Well, down in Hong Kong, in Shenzhen, and other parts of southern China, the Pearl River Delta, massive lockdowns, restrictions are going in place because a new wave of COVID is sweeping through there. That's kind of interesting because I thought that COVID had pretty much been over. We also know that in Hong Kong and some of these areas, that it wasn't as strong as earlier reported, at least back in 2020, or at least in terms of what the CCP was willing to tell us. It, we've all got, we've got this out of, you could see it, ABC, NBC, they've all got it, right? China's facing its worst COVID crisis since early 2020, when the world first witnessed entire population lockdown in Wuhan surrounding provinces. Two years on, it's now sending tens of millions of people into lockdown in the entire, North, as well as in the Northeastern province of Jilin, in the southern cities of Shenzhen and Dongguan, uh, with 17.5 million and 10 million respectively. You're talking about 50 million plus people. Also in Hong Kong, we've got out of the Hong Kong Free Press, Hong Kong's COVID-19 death toll exceeds Wuhan's as mainland Chinese medics to arrive on Monday. In a press briefing, and we just heard from Chief Executive Carrie Lam, her administration put in all necessary resources to keep the population safe and is blaming, of course, the low vaccination rate. So what is actually going on in Hong Kong? What's going on on the ground there? Is this a new variant or is this something else that's going on? Now, obviously the CCP are the people who from the very start didn't tell us the truth about what was going on in Wuhan. That's number one. Number two, they told us that those gain of function experiments that were going on in the Wuhan lab were being done so that we would have a potential you know, preset strategy to be able to deal with any of these things that broke out. Yet it broke out in Wuhan. Now it's breaking out in Hong Kong. It's, it's streaking across, it's burning across Shenzhen, Jilin, Dongguan. City after city is being struck down. And you got millions of Chinese people now 
the Lao Beijing of China that are directly affected by this, by the feckless leadership that doesn't care about the little people, that doesn't care about the people that are caught up in all of this, whether it be these bio labs that we're talking about here in China, bio labs in other places, you have the shady research going on, and then it ends up with people getting hurt on the back end. And when they get hurt, you've got nothing for them. So we have to understand what's happening in Hong Kong. We have to understand what's happening in Shenzhen. This is one of the most heavily populated and densely populated areas of the entire world. And that is all the time we have today for Human Events Daily. Remember, our oath, our promise, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. What did we talk about today? We gave you the update, day 20, what's happening on the ground, the encirclement of Kiev and other cities. Next, we talked about all of the happenings and machinations of the global oil market and this new parallel economy that's being built between the Eurasian nations, India, China, and elsewhere. And then finally, we talked about these new lockdowns and restrictions going on across Southern China, Northeast China, and in Hong Kong. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, of course, March 15th, the assassination of Julius Caesar the Ides of March. You know, I've seen people saying, hey, let's go assassinate Putin. Yeah. How did that work out for Rome? The Republic fell and it turned into an empire. You don't know what you're going to get next. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.